0: You're listening to, to Black, Black, Black and Abdullah. Live from the old National Bank Studio on State Street across from the historic Chicago Theater. This is ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station.
1: here on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2. You can also take us on the go with the ESPN Chicago app. Watch us on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Tyler Rocky sitting in for the guys tonight. They were off today because, well, they're off tonight, actually. They were in earlier today for Greenie from 10 to noon. They'll be back 10 to noon tomorrow as well. In for Greeny, I'll be with you from 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. So, Lots to get to tonight. Going to talk a lot of Bears. Want to talk some quarterbacks with you as well because uh, there's a lot of dominoes that I think are going to take place and fall over the course of this offseason. So I want to kind of get into what are the most important ones, especially from a Bears lens as well. But we're talking Bears and more with you. 312-332-3776. And I want to start here. There's a great article put out on ESPN.com with Courtney Cronin who you hear on this station all the time, talking Bears and Matt Miller as well, who you also hear from time to time on this station. And he's a, he's great with the NFL draft and stuff like that. So the article is, will the Bears trade the number one pick and three potential offers? I think there, there are a lot of fascinating things inside of this article here. All right. So I think we've gotten to the point now, I think as a consensus, as Bears fans, not just as as a um, what-do-you-want, but also we can all agree here, right? The Bears are going to trade this number one overall pick. It seems like that. It doesn't matter if you're a Justin Fields believer or not. I think we're all at a consensus. We know what the Bears are going to do. It may not be and may not coincide with what you want them to do, but I think we all as Bears fans, I think we're all smart enough to know that this team is going to trade the number one overall pick, here as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft when they are officially on the clock in April. Um, But right now we can all agree the Bears will be trading this number one overall pick. It seems pretty foolish if they weren't to do that given the state of where their quarterback is and also just the the sort of need for extra draft capital and how young and really how many holes there are on this team right now. So the Bears hold the keys to the draft right now. And really the entirety of the NFL offseason. Now, Matt Miller and Courtney Cronin lay out a couple of different trade partners in this one. They give you three, they give you the Colts, they give you the Texans, and they give you the Carolina Panthers. So looking at the offers that are being presented to you first, let's start with the Colts, the number four overall pick, a second rounder, a fourth rounder and a 2024 third rounder. Now, matt miller dives into something that i found very interesting in his little write-up for the this potential offer from the indianapolis colts um he was down at the senior bowl and he said following conversations with various front office personnel the overwhelming feedback was that the bears won't get a king's ransom for the number one pick but the but that Indianapolis had the best situation in terms of draft capital and trading the pick out of the NFC. That's another thing here that the Bears may be considering. Because of how weak the NFC is right now at quarterback, you've got a chance to sort of freeze the NFC out of the top guys in this quarterback class. When you look at teams that could be looking at a quarterback, the Texans and the Colts, And I think those will be the first two teams. I don't know the order necessarily, but I do think those will be the first two teams that will be taking a quarterback. So there you go. The the top two quarterbacks off the board already going to a loaded AFC quarterback-driven conference right now. I think that's the way everything's going to play out when it's all said and done. But that stuck out to me from Miller because the feedback being that the Bears won't get a King's ransom for that top overall pick. As a Bears fan... That doesn't make you feel as good, right? Like we've heard and boy, the the Bears have been on the wrong end of things as well of let's go out and fleece someone, right? Let's go get that king's ransom. Let's go get back a lot of those and sort of right the wrongs of the previous front office regime that would trade up a pick or trade up a pick or two and give up all of this future draft capital just so that they can slightly improve their pick and ultimately in a lot of cases, flop on that trade-up as well. So hearing that, the Bears not maybe getting the the draft capital in return, a little disheartening. And that made me think a little bit about this, okay? Because let me lay out some of these other offers here. Here's here's what uh, Matt Miller has as an offer from Houston. The number two overall pick, so just trading back one spot, a third rounder, a fourth rounder and a 2024 third rounder. So similar to what the Colts are doing and I think with this Texans pick you also have the ability to trade back again um, and maybe collect a little more draft capital. not that you couldn't with the Colts pick as well, but I think that with the Texans pick that's a even more valuable pick if you're trading back w- just one spot and you're going to the number two spot as well. Uh, The last offer on the table here that Matt Miller and Courtney Cronin are presenting is from the Carolina Panthers. The number nine overall pick, so you're moving back eight spots in the draft, a third rounder, a fourth rounder, a 2024 first rounder, and a 2024 third rounder. Now, when I see this, this is the offer that actually intrigues me the most. Even though you know that you're not getting the... the top-level defensive player that you want in this draft in all likelihood, right? Like, if you're a Bears fan, you're kind of dialed in on Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. And I have no preference either way. This team's got too many weaknesses right now, especially on that defensive line where Anderson, Carter, take your pick. I'm good with whatever. I'll roll with it. But you see those two picks for next season. And I think that's where things get interesting. Because... Sure, you're not getting nearly the value at the top of the, the NFL draft for this upcoming season, right? Like you're going to lose out on those two guys that you, a lot of Bears fans are probably circling. Maybe you watched a little bit of extra SEC football this year because of those two guys and the way that the Bears season was trending. But the 2024 first rounder and the 2024 third rounder are what sort of piqued my interest because as a Bears fan, do you value picks for 2023 more or do you value picks for 2024 more when executing a trade with the number one overall pick? Because again, we're all working under the circumstances here. The Bears are trading this number one overall pick. I do not see a scenario where the Bears are not trading this number one overall pick and are as, uh, as transparent as they are about the quarterback situation where it seems like Justin Fields is the guy that everyone believes in as the quarterback, at least to get another season of evaluation for the Chicago Bears. So when you look at what's more important to you, is it picks for this year's draft or is it picks for next year's draft when you're looking to make a trade in this upcoming NFL draft? 3 one Three seven seven six. If you want to jump on in, here's where I sit on this. I think that picks in 2024 are more valuable for this Bears franchise than picks in 2023. Now, listen, I'm not saying let's surrender a first round pick at the cost of doing business to accumulate future picks. I don't think that's the that's the goal here. You're, you're going to have a first round pick this year if you're the Bears, and it should be inside of the top 10 as well. With the way that the quarterbacks should should sort of shake out. Because the way that NFL drafts largely go is, especially within the confines of the top 10 and the top 15, there's two drafts that take place. There's the quarterback draft and there's the non-quarterback draft that take place. There's a, a group of teams that you know are going to be locked in and dialed in to be taking a quarterback. And that is the rat race that they're a part of. Meanwhile, you've got teams at the top of the draft board like the Bears like the Arizona Cardinals, who you probably feel a little bit more set with your quarterback situation. So you're not going to go out and try to get a quarterback. So here's why I value future draft capital a little bit more than 2023, present draft capital for the Bears. First of all, Justin Fields is a huge piece of that, right? Justin Fields, if all goes right, and Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future for this team. At some point, you're gonna have to pay him, right? You're gonna have to pay him an exorbitant amount of money. Like we we were just talking about it in Crosstalk with Meller and Waddle a little bit, about the future of quarterback contracts and Lamar Jackson, the battle he's going through to try to get his maximum money and how. Uh, Deshaun Watson probably tipped the scales a little bit in favor of the quarterback getting money. And if you want to keep your guy, you're going to have to pony up. And I look at the situation the Bears find themselves in. I would want guys on cheaper contracts, young talent, and maybe you can squeeze that extra year out of it too to try to prolong the window of... Really talented, cheap options on your roster because those are guys that are going to be on your roster, if all goes well, that are going to be accompanied by a Justin Fields mega-type contract, if all goes well. And I think that alone is what I'm looking for because I want to build around Justin Fields, and I want to build around him for the long term. Another reason why I think 2024 picks are very fascinating as well as think about how we've seen the wide receiver market change and how teams are sort of, you see them double up on some of these star receivers or double up on some of these star pass catchers. And also you got to pay your quarterback on top of that. And you just see, you know what? Number one receivers become available at all times. And I think having that future draft capital helps you go out and make a trade. And who knows, maybe there's contract disputes. We see this all the time, right? Guys holding out in training camp. Well, by the time we get to training camp, the 2023 draft is going to be in the rearview mirror at that point. At that point, if you're looking for a disgruntled wide receiver who wants to get paid, you're looking for a guy in training camp and you're going to have to have some 2024 draft capital in all likelihood, to go out and get one of those type of guys. And I think that's important to have that at your disposal to be able to strike at any given moment to go out and get a star. It's kind of similar to what you saw in the the NBA with Kevin Durant, right? Like, the Phoenix Suns had draft capital, as well as young assets as well, at their disposal at all times to go out and strike and get the next star that wants out. They had it in their back pocket, And boom, they were able to go make a play to go get one of the top tier guys. I think the same thing can be said in the NFL. You want to have that type of capital in your pocket to go out and make that sort of move whenever that guy may become a bit available. So that to me is why I view trying to get some picks back in 2024 as a little bit more important than 2023. Don't get me wrong. I I want the Bears to have a top 10 pick. In this upcoming draft. And I think that needs to be part of a package. That's coming back to you. But I would also love to see. 2024 draft capital. Coming your way. Even multiple picks potentially. So 312-332-3776. Do you want draft capital this year? Or next year? And maybe you have it at your disposal. Or you can use some of those picks. To help build around Justin Fields. 312 332 3776 Alex is in Mount Greenwood. Alex, what's going on?
2: Hey, um first time caller, long-time listener. Um I think you posed a very interesting question. uh 2023 round pick versus 2024 round pick, and I think um I know I might be might be reaching a little bit, but personally, the 2024 round pick sounds intriguing to me, especially if we go and Carolina gives us that 2024 first uh, first round pick uh, only because I love Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, I'm right there I don't with know you, Alex. If he will be available. Oh, <laughs> I'm right there with you. But if that man is wearing a Bears jersey, I will buy it right after the Fields jersey.
1: <laughs> I love it. Listen, I'm right there with you, Alex, and appreciate the phone call. Please call again as well. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Another reason why I, I'm in on the Let's get some 2024 draft capital in here. And again, a lot of this stuff does happen at trade deadlines and as well as uh, around the the time of um, the NFL draft itself. But the Bears have nine picks in 2023. So this upcoming draft, the Bears have nine picks that they've accumulated because Ryan Poles, he went trade to Ryan right there and went out and tried to collect a ton of picks. Now he gave up some as well, but he collected a ton of draft capital for this upcoming draft. 2024, the Bears are sitting with just 6 and it's rounds 1 through 6, just one apiece their own pick in each of those 6 rounds. So that's part of why I think you want to try to stock up the farm a little bit for the future. So what do you value more in a trade for the number 1 overall pick? Would you rather the Bears get some draft picks in 2024 or some in 2023. We want to hear from you. 312-332-3776. Tyler Rocky in for Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000.
0: Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah <gasps> on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app.
1: Tyler Rocky in for the guys who filled in for Greeny today from ten to noon. If you missed any of that, check it out on the Black and Abdallah podcast on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcast. We're talking about the Bears and the NFL draft as well and possible trade situations because I think we as Bears fans, even if you're not Team Justin Fields, even if you think he's not the guy moving forward as the quarterback. Not what you want them to do, but what you think they end up, will end up doing. I think we're all in agreement. We all think that the Bears are going to be trading out of this number one overall pick. And uh, I want to know for, for you, the Bears fan, do you value picks in 2023 more in that return or picks in 2024? Because this is all going off of an article written earlier by Courtney Cronin and Matt Miller of ESPN about some potential trade scenarios for the Chicago Bears. And two of the offers, one from Houston and one from Indianapolis, feature three picks for this year and then a 2024 third rounder. Meanwhile, you go to Carolina, who you're going to be moving back further in the top 10, but you're still getting a top 10 pick for this year. But next year, You're getting added draft capital because that top-tier pick that you're offering for this upcoming season is not nearly as good as what Houston and Indy have to offer you. So you're getting a 2024 first-rounder as well as a 2024 third-rounder. So for that, I like that Carolina offer the most out of all of them. And again, we don't know if these are concrete offers that are going to be presented to Ryan Poles come draft day. So much can change between now and then. We could see some guy pop off on a combine or a pro day. We could see a quarterback all of a sudden become available. Maybe one of these teams patches up their quarterback situation with a Lamar Jackson or an Aaron Rodgers or a Derek Carr that they're content with. Who knows? A lot can happen between now, free agency, and the draft. But I think when you look at the Bears' perspective for the future as well and building this team for sustained success, me personally, I think, trying to get as much 2024 draft capital as possible is very important and that's why i value 2024 picks a little bit more than the added bonus on top of the first rounder you would be getting this year because you will be getting a first rounder this year in this trade and if you're not then that's malpractice but you want to be to go out you want to be able to go out and get some future draft capital just so you can stock the cupboard a little bit for 2024 as well as go out and be able to make a move, maybe with some of these draft picks to go out and make a trade, maybe for a big name receiver, someone to help build along with Justin Fields, and also keep if you do draft, keep some guys that are younger on cheaper contracts. When hopefully you have to go out and pay Justin Fields a good chunk of change uh, for his new contract in the future. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Ooh, burning the midnight oil out in London. It is Matt. Matt, welcome to Black and Abdallah. Hello, guys. How are you? Fantastic. Midnight. What are you doing up so late out in London?
3: <laughs> well, that's a good question. So, uh, so, so every year I go to the states to watch the Super Bowl in a pub, and um, and this year I chose Nashville. Don't ask me why. Thought okay. so, you know what? I'll be like, you know I want to go to Nashville. And uh, I flew back yesterday, and I watched the Super Bowl at a Bears pub in Nashville. It's brilliant, I had a great time, and uh, you know, and obviously I'm still on sort of state time, you know. Gotcha, so, uh... <laughs> makes sense.
1: There <laughs> yeah, you
3: go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so it's interesting what you guys are saying there, but I'm actually with you in that. I think next year's picks are really, really important. I think because we've got so much draft. Uh, sorry, uh cap space this year as well. We can obviously fill up so many of those holes this year with free agency, hopefully. Um now I mean obviously in an ideal world, obviously if we could maybe trade with the Texans so we get like say the second I think they've got a twelve pick and maybe if they gave us their first next year. But I very much doubt if anyone's gonna give us free first rounders, but you never know. You never know, man. But uh but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm really positive and uh, and um, I'm with you as well. I, I, I think the Carolina Panthers deal that was put on the table there is the most intriguing one. But I think if that was me and I was in Pulse's shoes, I'd be like, right, wait there, Mr., uh, you know, um, Panthers. And then I'd then get on the phone, you know, to the Colts and also the Texans and sort of say, look, you know, this is what these guys are offering. You want
1: your quarterback? What can you do? You know? Yeah. No, I'm right there with you, Matt, and, and appreciate the phone call. By, by the way, you are so you were out in Nashville for the Super Bowl. Big, a uh, big bachelorette yeah. party weekend this weekend. Big Bachelor party weekend this past weekend. Is that still a hot thing. Hot, hot Nashville uh, spot. Oh, Nashville was so so busy. I mean, it's the
3: first time I've ever been to Nashville. I mean, I've been like you know to a lot of states, but. I've never seen anything like honky-tonk Broadway. And let me tell you something, and I'm a DJ, and I've DJed in Ibiza and a lot of the party cities, you know. And, you know, I mainly play house music. Partly, that's part of my love for Chicago. Um, But honestly, I've got those honky-tonk Broadway, you know. and, And honestly, it's just bar after bar after bar after bar after bar full of like quality music and it's just brilliant and to go and celebrate and watch the Super Bowl in like a bears bar out there was fantastic man it's a it's an awesome city
1: awesome well appreciate the phone call man you have a good morning
3: thank you very much sir and keep up the good work i love espn chicago i listen every single day Um, From the moment I wake up until I go to bed, and at the moment I'm probably not going to be going to bed till 4 in the morning. So keep up with the work. I love you guys. Bear down. Chicago through
1: and through. All right. Love it, Matt. Appreciate the phone call there. That's Matt calling us out from London. It's past midnight, but he's a little jet lagged right now. He's still on US time after watching the Super Bowl. Out in Nashville, but uh, we—I mean—I didn't have any bedtime stories on hand for him there, but uh I was thinking it was London, Canada. and Then I was shocked to hear his wait, English. London Canada? Yeah, Is there a London, Canada. Yeah, that's there. London, Canada. Yeah, that's that's who that. uh, Patrick Kane played for in London. It's in Ontario. Is it? All right. The more you know. Well, huh. appreciate that. Look at Charlie educating us here. He gives us some. some fo- I'm Mister Worldwide over here. <laughs> Yes, you are. 312 uh, 332 If you want to jump on in talking about the Bears and the draft picks and potential trades that could be on the horizon as well for the Bears for this upcoming uh, NFL draft. Because w- when you look at the, the draft right now, I think the Bears need to start to stock the cupboards a little bit for 2024, 2023. You've got nine draft picks here and probably going to find a way to uh, to make that into double-digit picks. Now, Ryan Poles could trade some of these and move up a little bit here or there to try to find a way to get a player that maybe he really covets on his board. Maybe he finds a way to get an extra pick into the first round. Who knows what exactly his strategy? We don't know a whole heck of a lot about Ryan Poles, and that's why this offseason is so, so intriguing to me as a Bears fan. Because you've got an organization with so many fresh faces and the next, what, about 12 months, so the next year or so, 10, 12 months, we're going to learn everything we need to know about these fresh faces. We're going to learn Ryan Poles' philosophy on drafting and free agency and positional values. We're going to learn, I think, really what Matt Eberflus is as a coach. We're going to understand as well. What is Justin Fields when you surround a little bit of talent around him as well? Jeremy's on the northwest side what's going on Jeremy? Yes hello what's going on what you got tonight Jeremy Jeremy I was
3: I don't I know this may seem a little pie in the sky but I was kind of hoping that we could do a double draft with Houston and Carolina mm-hmm. even if we have to give up the second round pick this year we have to manage to get three first rounders next year. Okay, so... Ours, ours Houston's,
1: and Carolina's. See, here's the one thing that I'm concerned... I think you can definitely get at least one first-rounder for next year. I don't know if you'll be able to get two, though, Jeremy, because um, just looking at... And again, we don't know if these are concrete offers that are laid out here, but Houston may not be willing to part with a first-rounder next year just because they're second in line... And if they don't see a huge drop-off between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, their appetite to trade up may not be nearly as high as another team's. But maybe they like Bryce Young ever so slightly where they're willing to give up a little bit of draft capital to go get him, but maybe the, the gap isn't big enough because Houston is promised one of these top two quarterbacks.
3: Yeah, that was where I was maybe hoping if we gave them the second-round pick we still have it was ours or Pittsburgh's. Maybe
1: they would do it. Well, so the the Bears did trade their pick to to Pittsburgh, and they do have the Ravens' pick. But oh, Ravens! I'm sorry. Yeah, Ravens. yeah. No, you're good. Um, but yeah, and, and appreciate the phone call, Jeremy three one two three three two three seven seven six. I I do want to see what it looks like. Um, what these? I, I'm very fast. Of all the things that we've got ahead of ourselves as Bears fans, I'm not even most intrigued by who the Bears draft in the first round. I'm more intrigued to see what this package for this first overall pick looks like. That's my most intriguing thing for this offseason for the Bears. It's not, oh, what's our timeline for a new stadium? It's not, oh, who's going to be signed in free agency? It's not even who they're going to draft. It is what kind of assets are you going to be bringing in this offseason for this number one overall pick? Because you should get a number of things in return. And it, it's the the quantity game that you're playing. But what do you think? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. What's most intriguing to you about this Bears off season? And do you value picks in 2023 or 2024 more? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll take all your phone calls. Coming up next, Tyler Aki in for Bleck and Abdallah.
0: You're listening to Bleck and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports.
3: It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000.
1: with you till 8 o'clock tonight on the snowy, snowy Thursday. I'll also be in with you tomorrow from 6 to 8 for an All Calls Welcome Friday. Cannot wait for that. 312-332-3776. Bleck and Abdallah were on earlier for Greeny today from 10 to noon. They'll also... Be in for Greeny tomorrow as well from ten to noon. So be sure to check them out. And if you missed their show today, download the Black and Abdallah podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're talking Bears. We're talking draft. What should the Bears do in the? Uh, what's more important to you too for this upcoming draft? Would you rather get picks in the short term, picks in the long term? What's most important to you as you're Ryan Poles and you are shopping this number one overall pick three one two three three two three seven seven six. Connor is in Arlington Heights. What's going on, Connor?
2: Hey, Connor. How's it going? I mean, hey, Tyler. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm
4: good. I'm good.
2: Sometimes <laughs> hey, I Maybe I wish to, I was you. I don't know. I to bring something up real quick, man, about free agency, kind of uh, unrelated to the draft. Um, mm-hmm. I really don't hear a ton of people talking about Mike Kosicki or, or Hayden Hurst. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, seeing how Justin Fields is really clicking with Cole Komet uh, towards the you know, end of last season, I just think picking one of those guys up would be Pretty valuable, man. I, I think that both those guys would be better than Komet. And uh, you know, if we were able to pull off the trade and get T. Higgins, man, I just think it'd be an, another nice weapon to add. So I was just, you know, curious what your thoughts would be about adding one of those two guys.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly would be for it, Connor. And, and I appreciate the phone call. There. Here's my one thing, though. With that, is that Cole Komet looks like one of those candidates to be an extension guy. Maybe even someone who signs an extension this off season. I don't want to get too wrapped up in spending money on tight ends and your tight end room because that's something that I think you can draft and you can draft right and get a little bit cheaper. Maybe that's one of those guys that you get in the third round in 2024 or maybe in the fourth round this year, you find a diamond in the rough sort of tight end. Um, But I'm all for adding pass catchers to this team because that's what's going to help make Justin Fields better. And In terms of the two guys that you laid out, Mike Mike Gasecki and Hayden Hurst, I'm a fan of both of those guys. Uh, Gasecki has had really good seasons with the, the Dolphins. And Hayden Hurst, he's just been a physical guy, a bruiser. He was good with the, uh, the Bengals this past season. But I, I'm a fan of both of those guys. I wouldn't mind to see the Bears go out and make a move on one of them. The one thing I would say, though, is don't wrap up too much money in your tight end room. If you are going to go out... And re-sign Cole Komet, which it seems like all indications are uh, the Bears will try to re-sign Cole Komet. It seems like there is mutual interest in getting something done. And, I mean, why not? Cole Komet... Fantastic season, best season of his career this past year. It seems like him and Justin Fields developed a little bit of chemistry and rapport. He seems like more of a red zone type guy, whereas a guy like Hayden Hurst, it feels like you can use on the other eighty yards of the field really, really effectively as well. Um but I, I'm a fan of both of those guys. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's head on out to Arkansas. That's where we find Travis. What's going on, Travis? What's
2: going on, Tyler? Are you doing all right?
1: I'm great. How are you doing? What you got for us?
2: Hey, so a couple things. So, you know, what about, about free agency? Like, we have a ton of capital, um, you know, a, a, ton of, a ton of money to spend. But And, and I, I want to be – I, I want to trust Ryan Pohl so bad. But mm-hmm. there was a lot of his moves that he made last year, like his glue guys. Lucas Patrick, for example, that guy didn't block anybody. That guy would just get – would blast it off the line – even when he played guard, I mean, he was terrible. It looked like he was on skates. You know, we brought in Equinemius St. Brown for, uh, uh, you know, people like that. I don't know. So I'm not totally sold. I'm scared that Poles is going to screw that up. But for the draft, I'd love to see them trade down, but still high enough to take like a Jalen Carter if you don't get um, somebody like a Duran Payne, I think Durant's his first mm-hmm. name, yeah. out of Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've I've also heard, you know, uh, uh, edge rushers or it's kind of a deep a deep draft for edge rushers, but I would probably lean towards Jalen Carter uh, versus Will Anderson. Is this my thought? And then lastly, what are your thoughts about a type of wide receiver they should go for? I heard earlier on the radio and I agreed with it. You know, we're getting all these all these big lumbering can't get separation people like a, like like the dude from uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, Claypool. But their point was yeah, but 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 their point was, hey, and you know, uh, uh, Nikhil Harry's the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, the, their point was, uh, you know, Fields had a lot of success with people that got separation. That way, it made it easier for him to, you know, him to, you know, pull the trigger and, and right. make his read. So like like my son likes Jackson Smith and Jigba, mm-hmm. uh, someone like that. Yeah. What do you think the odds are of the Bears been able to, you know, be able to get get a Jalen Carter and you know, and Jigba.
1: Yeah, that would, I think, definitely require a double trade, but I think it would, you would need to see Jackson Smith and Jigba fall into the second round and appreciate the phone call there, Travis. Uh, all right. So I'm going to kind of go chronologically in addressing the two things that he laid out for us there. First, in terms of kind of being a little timid and afraid of what's ahead for Ryan Poles, given the, the past. Here's what we know about Ryan Poles so far as a GM. We know how he has done trying to shop out of the bargain bin, right? We've seen what he's done without a first round pick. And we've seen what he's done trying to build up this roster and fill up some holes when he's trying to find diamonds in the rough, when he's trying to find that, just squeeze a little bit of juice out of something and maybe a strike gold because this team didn't spend any money this past off season, at least nothing of significance. It looked like for a hot second they were when they went out and signed Larry Joby, but then he failed his physical. So w- I want to see what what does Ryan Poles look like when when he's shopping at the, the top shelf? like well, When he walks into the high-end store, what's he picking out of there? We know what he, he's picking out of the, the discount bin right now, but what does it look like when he is shopping from the best of the best? That, to me... Is what I'm intrigued to find out about Ryan Poles this year, and then the second part there about finding a receiver for Justin Fields. I, I'm I'm with what Dan Durkins said, what Waddles said, that this team needs separation guys, right? Like think of the new era of star receivers. We're starting to see the phase out of studs like uh, DeAndre Hopkins and, and the Mike Evans, who are both guys that may be on the trading block. But those are like your physical go up and win a 50-50 ball type guys, right? Um, Whereas now you're seeing the new stars in the league, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. What do those guys do so well? Yeah, they can go up and win a ball for you for sure. But they create so much separation on their routes as well and get you that distance. And that's something that I think Justin Fields trusts, right? He trusts when he sees open guys. And he's a little he holds on to the ball a little bit longer and maybe doesn't have the trust. And frankly, rightfully so, I don't know how much I would have trusted anyone of this Bears receiving court to go out and win a 50-50 ball because the great receivers make those 50-50 balls 80-20, 75, 25 balls in reality. I don't think this Bears team had anyone that made a 50-50 ball more than like a 55 or a 60-40 ball, right? Like, that's what he was working with this year. So I think that when you look at the type of receiver, I want a separation guy in this upcoming draft, and we'll see. Is that going to be someone like Jordan Addison? Zay Flowers' name has come up, Jackson Smith and Jigba? I don't think that's the exact characteristic of someone like Quentin Johnston, who for a lot of people on their draft boards, he's the number one receiver, but we'll have to wait and see. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. if you've got something on the Bears and the draft, we'd love to hear from you. Tyler Aki, Infrableck, and Abdallah. Frank's in the Ukrainian Village. What's up, Frank?
4: Hi there. How you doing tonight?
1: I'm fantastic. What you got for us?
4: So I think it is possible that they can pull off getting two first-round uh, picks next year and holding on for their own. So if they trade back to... Um, Indianapolis, who Ursay has already spilled the beans that he's going to do whatever it takes, mm-hmm. and their GM said the same as well. Uh, you can get a first round next year. I don't believe the ex- so-called experts' uh, review of not getting a haul this year for the number one pick because there are hungry teams that need quarterbacks. After you get the number four pick, I would then call um, the Raiders, the Falcons, and the Panthers, 7 eight, 9 Mm -hmm. and I get another one because both C.J. Stroud and uh, Young should be off the board, and the last one is going to be Levis. And Richardson is a huge project, so I don't think anyone's going to trade up to get him. But I think by making those two moves, especially with um, Panthers and Falcons in the same division, you can get them in a bidding war for the third quarterback off the, the board. And I think... What's going to dictate what, what moves that Holmes has made, or he, he did well last year. He had five draft picks going in and drafting, and turned them into 11. I think he can do the wheeling and dealing. I'm not sure about his evaluations, but if you can get up two picks in the first round next year, including yourself, even if Justin Fields doesn't work out, you can get Marvin Harrison Jr. and a quarterback next year. And yeah, I think that's the best
1: route to go. Yeah, potentially. Appreciate the phone call, Frank. He leaves us at 312-332-3776. You want to talk Bears? You want to talk anything on your mind? We're here for you, Tyler Rocky sitting in for Black and Abdallah. When we come back, we'll bring to you the song of the night.
0: Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN
3: Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN One Thousand.
0: I'd like you to meet someone who's really special.
3: It's Black and Abdallah, a
0: real inspiration.
3: Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago.
1: Tonight coming up in just a little bit here on Black and Abdallah. Tyler Rocky in for the guys. They filled in for Greeny from 10 to noon today. Check that out on the podcast, wherever you get the Black and Abdallah podcast. By the way. 21st, 25th, I should say, 25th anniversary celebration of ESPN 1000 is coming up. It's going to be the biggest party of the year, and guests from our history will all be in attendance. You're not going to want to miss this one. Tickets will sell out fast. Friday, March 24th, doors are going to open at 11 a.m. It'll be Carmen and Yurko from 12 to 2, Waddle and Sylvie 2 to 6. They're going to have a reunion of. Mac, Yurko, and Harry during the Carmen and Yurko show. You're not going to want to miss that. It's at the House of Blues. To purchase tickets, go to livenation.com, search ESPN Chicago. Must be 21 and older with a valid ID as well. And the, the guests, these are the guests that are scheduled to appear and more to come as well. But Jake Cutler scheduled to appear, Robbie Gold, Eddie Olchek, Nick Friedel, Sarah Spain, the Cornets, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and more to come as well. Fred Hubner, Ray Flores, all a part of the mix. So looking forward to that. This is a little over a month from now, but get your tickets now because they will go fast. You just look at any of the events that we really throw here at ESPN 1000. Whether it's a golf outing, uh, football fest, those tickets go fast. So be sure to get yours today. LiveNation.com, search ESPN Chicago at the House of Blues, Friday, March 24th, leading you into the weekend there. 312-332-3776. We have been talking a lot of Bears. Want to get your thoughts on what the Bears should do with this number one overall pick in terms of the trade package coming back, right? Like we as Bears fans, just us fans speaking here. We know that things being exported, not imported, right? So what what do you want to see come back in the trade for the number one overall pick? Three, one, two, three, 2, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. But first, we've got the song of the night. I wanna rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for what dial.
0: There's there's no dial on my phone. Huh? Yeah, it's just an. Exp-
4: <laughs> ah, never
2: mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abella's song
1: of the night. Yo, later. Tonight's song. We go back to two thousand and fifteen. The weekend. Can't feel my face by the weekend. Well, today, the weekend, Abel McConaughey, as his legal name goes, turns 33. So happy birthday to to the weekend! You know, the weekend's actually one of my favorite. It, let me think real quick. The weekend is my favorite performance I've ever seen in person. When did you see him? I saw them or him at Lollapalooza back in what would that have been? 2015? Like right after this. Yeah, 2015. He's so blown this, up. Yeah, this song was out. The Hills was out. Um, he was fantastic. So I had the dilemma, and I, I took the young person path here. I remember I told this story to uh, Fred Hubner and Mark Zander uh, when, right before the weekend performed the Super Bowl. Um, But at the same time, I can't remember what the day was of Lala, but the weekend was on one stage, on one end of the park, and on the other end of Grant Park, it was Paul McCartney. And so you saw all the young people at the weekend and all the older folk over at Paul McCartney. But I I went to go see the weekend, and guess what? I don't regret it one bit. No, good. Don't don't care that he was a Beatle. Good. I went and saw the weekend, and I don't regret it one bit. One of the best performances I've seen. Um, it was a lot of fun at that show. But like, all, he had all these new songs out. He had just released this album um, that was on. That this was on, and and like, just the the way that he like all those teenagers, twenty somethings, were just having a great time for this song. And this song, uh, this song got to number one on the the charts as well. So. The weekend turning 33 today. Abel McConan Testify. Sorry if I butchered that. The weekend, your song of the night.
4: up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for what
0: dial there's there's no dial on my phone yeah it's just an ah, never
1: mind. crank the volume because it's time for bleck and abdallah's song of the night
0: yo later.
1: in two minutes i want to take more of your calls on the bears what you want to see come back in a trade for the number one overall pick, and I want to get into a little bit of quarterback talk as well. We'll do all that when we come back. Tyler, Rocky, in for Black and Abdallah on ESPN One Thousand. We'll be back in two minutes.
0: This is Chicago's home for sports on FM One Hundred Point Three HD Two, the ESPN Chicago at and ESPN One Thousand. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.